89.9 The Light. This is Melbourne's positive radio station. It is so good to be with you. And during this time of lockdown phase two, uh, we know that uh, all of us are, are pretty mindful and careful. There's a whole lot of us wearing masks and, and so many people have been affected by this. Uh, there's so many more of us perhaps who affected in roundabout ways. We may not actually know somebody who has had COVID or anything like that, but we're going to have a chat today about somebody who has definitely been through the ringer uh, with this, and that is Michael Rojales. He joins me on the line. Michael, thank you so much for your time. Hi, how are you? Look, I'm doing well, and I know that uh, you are certainly better now than you have been. You actually uh, contracted COVID-19, and we want to hear this story because it's Truly remarkable. I'm told that it's got its definite ups and downs and also a remarkable story of faith in that. Could you take us back to when you first realised you actually might have COVID? Uh, sure, sure. Um, uh, well, let me take a step back from that because we've just come back from... Uh, well, we're, we're in South Africa. We've just come back uh, from uh, uh, an educational trip. Yes. Uh, when we arrived in Melbourne... Um, they wouldn't let us off the plane and were wondering what was going on. And then later on, um, um, uh, uh, four people in hazmat suits came in and, and escorted someone out. So I was thinking at the time, oh, that person was probably sick, um, but not thinking that, you know, um, that, that that person has uh, infected me or anything like that. Yeah. And when, anyway, when was this, Michael? How many weeks ago? Uh, this is uh, the 19th of March. 19th of March. Okay, so right really is sort of at the start of all of this, yeah? Yes, yes, that's right. Um, the direction at the time for anyone coming back from uh, any overseas trip was to go into isolation. And so that's what I did, you know. Uh, the family were, were sort of uh, in different parts of the house. Uh, and, you know, I was sleeping in, 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 in the bedroom by myself. Uh, two days later, I was, I was feeling unwell. I had a mild cough. I had a temperature. And uh, just what's what's going on here? Um, I ended up going to the fever clinic, uh, just thinking I really should exclude Corona um, uh, from from my um, illnesses, if you know, because I wasn't sure what I had. But uh, just for my peace of mind, I want to exclude Corona. So I went to the fever clinic, and uh, <laughs> lo and behold, the next day they called me and said. Um, uh, sir, I just want to let you know that you've tested positive for Corona. Mm. And hearing that was very confronting. They told me that I have to isolate myself for 14 days and call the ambulance if I get worse. Okay. So that's the first time I you know, I heard that uh, I had Corona. Um, but a couple of days after... Um, I did feel worse. Um, I started to have a shortness of breath. I, I was, I was coughing uh, nonstop, um, uh, and uh, ended up calling an ambulance. Um, uh, I was taken to to hospital, and was uh, uh, moved to to the ICU. Um, the 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 doctor said to me, Michael, we need to put you into an induced coma. So that we can treat you. Oh, uh, what does that mean? Um, uh, well, we we need to put you to sleep. We need to sedate you uh, so that we can help you breathe. Um, is that the best treatment for me? I asked, uh, and they said yes. For for now, that is the 
the best treatment for you. So I said, okay. Uh, so they sedated me, and I was in dreamland. And, and sorry, Michael, just as I interrupt there for a moment, you, you said you said okay. Is there huge amounts of fear in that moment? Is there just a- absolutely no problems? <laughs> like it sounded like oh yeah. No. No. Whereas uh, being put into a, a coma uh, seems like quite a big deal. That's right. That's why I had to I had to ask a question. But at the same time, you know, I was um, I couldn't breathe. Uh, I, I was coughing nonstop. Uh, I had to make a decision whether to go ahead or not. Um, but just before they 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 put me into a coma, um, I was thinking of a couple of things. One is how long this is going to be. Um, I wasn't sure. Um, uh, the second thing was um, uh, um, they asked me they asked me if they can um, uh, record my treatment. Because at that time, Corona was is very new. There's so many things that they know don't know about Corona, and uh, by recording my treatment, they can share how how I was uh, treated. And I said, I said yes to that. Yeah, um, if, if that would help people, if that would help the hospital, uh, sure, let's do that. Uh, but yeah, there was a there was a bit of fear, not because not sure what was going to happen, not sure how long it was going to take. Mm. Um, uh, and then they they put me to sleep. And I was asleep for uh, for 14 days. I was in dreamland. Um, I woke up uh, on, um, interestingly enough, uh, the 12th of April, which was Easter Sunday. Yeah. Uh, not knowing that many things happened while I was asleep. Um, but I remember one of the first things the the, the nurses uh, said to me uh, when I when I woke up was that, Michael, um, I just want to let you know that your wife wants you to know that she's praying for you and that many people are praying for you. I was still in a bit of a daze uh, then when, when I just woke up. I'm, I'm not really sure um, what it meant. Uh, I am glad that people were praying for me. I didn't know what they were praying for. Hmm. Um, and so, um, so I, okay, I woke up. I was uh, uh, Later on, I was moved to the... Um, the, the, the ward, I was isolated. People coming and going from my room had to wear PPE um, just to, to protect themselves. Um, so it, it takes a while for people to suit up uh, and, and, and leave my room. Anyway, um, after some time, my wife had a chance to visit. Uh, and, and she told me uh, what happened to me. Uh, she, she told me that I, I, I almost died. Um, I had uh, kidney failure. Um, mm. I developed uh, anemia. I developed pneumonia, and uh, I actually stopped breathing on my own. Uh, the, the the ventilator that I was connected to uh, it was it, it was working at a hundred percent, and and the people uh, my doctors thought um, at the time that I was going to die, and and um, and they approached my wife uh, and, and said to her, um, um, Mrs. Rojales, uh, we just uh, uh, want you to prepare for the worst. Uh, you to prepare to say goodbye. Um, um, and at, at the time, um, my wife asked them, at the doctors, what, what do we need to pray for? Um, and, and, and they said, well, we need your husband to start breathing again. Uh, 
okay? Because he stopped breathing and the, vent the ventilator is, is breathing for him at 100%. Um, and so my, my wife rallied people, rallied our church, rallied our community um, to, to pray for me, to, to, to ask God to, to help me breathe again, uh, to give wisdom uh, to the doctors um, uh, to figure out what, what treatment is for me, for, for God to breathe into me. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, um, one of the doctors called uh, the Alfred and asked them, and they told them that, um, hey, uh, we've got this guy, he's, uh, um, he's, he's not looking too good. Um, we've done everything that we can. Is there, is there anything that you can suggest that we do? Um, and, and the Alfred said, um, uh, try uh, uh, turning him into his, onto his stomach, into his tummy. Um, and you know, it, it sounds so simple, but, uh, the, the doctors, they, they did that. They turned me over onto my, onto my tummy and, um, I started breathing. I started breathing again at, at, at 50%. Mm. And then slowly I started breathing more and more. Um, and I, and I got better and, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm breathing, uh, like I've never breathed before my, my, my lungs are. I feel my lungs feel so good, um, but yeah, they they've turned me over. You know, the prayer the the prayer of of the church of my wife uh, was answered, and I, I started breathing again. Uh, but there were many other things that that were that were that was wrong with me, including my kidney failure. So I was connected to a uh, to a, a dialysis machine uh, 24 hours of the day because uh, my kidneys have, have stopped working as well. Um, but, uh, as, uh, um, um, as days gone by, go, went by, I, I, I got better. Uh, in fact, it was only about three weeks ago, uh, that my kidneys, uh, have gone back to, uh, normal capacity. I was already out of hospital and yeah, so that was just three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so my wife told me what happened to me. Sorry, keep going. Sorry, I interrupted. Keep going for a while. <laughs> Okay, so that was the first time my wife and I, uh, you know, my, my wife visited me. She told me what happened to me. Yeah. And then the next time she she visited me at, at, at Monash Clayton, um, she told me what happened to her mom. Because I, I asked her, um, how's, how's your mom doing? Um, and she told me that that she, she, she passed away. And she passed away uh, due to corona. Mm. Um, and when, when she was, when she, when she said that to me, I was thinking, and she, she's, she's, she's joking because, you know, we're, uh, we're fairly, um, you know, we, we joke a lot at home. And, and when she said that, um, I thought it was a bit inappropriate. And then it dawned on me uh, that she was telling the truth. Mm. Um, and that, um, you know, when, uh, uh when when her um, mom mom passed away, uh, she was uh, talking to her on on the phone, um, and that's the the one of the sad things about Corona is that when when people pass away, uh, their loved ones can't be around them yeah. um, because of the infectious disease, and that was that was that was really hard to hear. Um, firstly, because I mean. Um, she, she, my, my, um, 
uh, mother-in-law probably got corona from me, uh, well, from, from my wife who, um, who got corona from me. Um, but also the fact that I couldn't be with her um, while she was grieving the death of her uh, mum. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that, was, that was really hard. Yeah. Um, and, and so there were, there were lots of tears. Um, I had to um, ask uh, forgiveness for my part in, in uh, my mother-in-law's uh, death. Um, but my wife was um, very generous and very gracious. Yeah, and and that played on my mind for yeah. you know for uh, a couple of days, maybe even even weeks. Um, um, yeah, so that was the second time my wife visited me. Wow. Um, um, and then the the third time my wife visited me, she told me about what happened to her. Um, because um, be, before I went into into uh, uh, into induced coma, she already told me that she was unwell, <laughs> that she was uh, she tested positive for corona, and I said, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry about that," because she was the one uh, helping me out with with, with meals and um, just trying to provide a separation with um, uh, with the other members of the family. She was the one in contact with me. I was not in contact with anyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she, she, she got sick. What I didn't know, um, uh, was that she was admitted at the same hospital. So she, I was at, I was at Monash Clayton and she was at Monash Clayton as well. Wow. I, I didn't know that. And so when the doctors, um, uh, asked her to prepare to say goodbye to me, she was actually in another room, uh, in the ward, in the, oh, in the hospital. Boy. I, I I didn't know that, um, and I can only imagine what was what was going through her mind. Yeah. Uh, and then when when uh, her uh, mom passed away, um, she was also at the hospital. She was still at the hospital, so we were all in the hospital, and she had to manage. Uh, you know uh, the, the 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 ambulance um, yeah. uh, going to pick up my 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 mother-in-law, um, uh, taking her to hospital. Uh, all this was done over the phone. Um, there's no one. Uh, my mother-in-law didn't drive, so no one uh, no one could drive her to the hospital. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 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 So all, all this, she was, she was she was. You know, the doctor said the doctor was saying to her, prepare. To say say uh, goodbye to me. Um, um, she was rallying people uh, to to pray for me. Um, uh, she was rallying people to pray for her and and and, and just the whole family. Um, she was looking after her mom, and she was doing all this um, while she was in in hospital herself. Just incredible. Marco Rojales is my special guest. Uh, he has survived COVID nineteen, but as you hear, heard, it's. Uh, it is so, so tough for the family, and that doesn't mean that uh, it hasn't been affected. And obviously with the loss of Michael's uh, mother-in-law, it has been a harrowing time. We're going to be back with Michael in just a moment. Michael, if you're willing to stay with us, I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts in the last few moments before we uh, close out the show, just around um, how this has impacted your faith with Jesus. Is that all right for you to answer that next? 
Yes, sure. Excellent. All right, more with Michael Rojales on the way in just a moment. It's a phenomenal story here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. This is In Community Conversation with Clayton here on 89.9 The Light. You can text through your questions 0428 899 899 in the last few minutes that we have as we're having a chat with Michael Rojales. We've been hearing his story of uh, getting through COVID-19, uh, a harrowing experience for his family. He was put into an induced coma. His wife had uh, COVID-19 as well, uh, was being told to prepare for his passing. Uh, and when he did come to again, uh, the reality that his mother-in-law passed due to this virus. Um, I suppose I want to ask you now, Michael, how do you uh, approach life differently, uh, especially through that that sort of prism of faith? Uh, you've talked a number of times about prayer, about uh, your, your trust in Jesus. Um, here it is, you've lost a mother-in-law, you've gone through such terrifying things at this hands of an invisible virus. Where do you stand as you, you look at life and faith and God um, now? My, my, my faith has just grown even, even stronger um, because, of, because of what happened. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're obviously a people of faith, and, and, and many things that, that have happened uh, were, were, were very difficult. But in every step, um, we believe that God was, was there and present and, and looking after us. Uh, even in, in, in my mother-in-law's passing, for example, um, there's just this beautiful, beautiful picture that my wife shared with me. She said that um, when her mom passed away, she was actually um, having a chat with her because the nurse called and said, uh, if she, ask her if she can speak to her mom because she's, she's a little bit distressed. And my wife just, you know, spoke to her, um, the nurse holding uh, her her mom's hand and hold the, the nurse with her other hand um, holding the phone close to her ear um, on, on speaker. Um, and my wife said to, to her mom, Mom, um, I love you. Be strong. Uh, let me pray for you. And, you know, my mother, you look close her eyes then. Uh, and then the nurse said that... Uh, uh, I, she thinks she's she's passed on. She's gone. Mm. Um, and and you know, in, in that picture, we believe that when she closed her eyes um, and passed away, when she opened it up again, she was with God. Yeah, yeah. she was with Jesus. Yeah. We are thankful that she passed away peacefully, and we are thankful uh, that she's uh, with God now. Yeah, uh, Michael, uh, um, as you speak, uh, I think. There would be some who would say, um, Michael, you sound very peaceful, as you've been mentioning. You you sound like um, uh, calm. I, I would be furious. Um, I would be saying, this seems so unfair, God. Why, why does our whole family go through something like this? Um, uh, there's some that may be like that. Why would you say you're you're not like that? Why is it different for you? Um, I think it's different because um, because we have a hope um, um, and we have help. Um, if, even in this in, in this time, you know, we can we can feel hopeless and we can feel helpless. Uh, but the, the the that's how we may feel. But the reality is, we have hope and we have help, and His name is Jesus. Um, we we just trusted Him. Um, you know, all, all throughout this journey, 
Um, and we, we trust God when, when things are, are good. Um, but we should also trust God when things aren't so good. Um, like, for example, um, you know, uh, I, I've been given the opportunity to speak about, um, about COVID, uh, about how it's, it's real and, and the impact it can make to, to people's lives. Um, and maybe that's why God wanted us to go through this. Um, to help people um, uh, get the message around around COVID, um, so that they can they can be careful, and they can be cautious, and to assure them that uh, even though people may feel um, helpless and hopeless, um, there is hope, and there is help, yeah. and His name is Jesus. Mm. And we might just take a moment right now that if maybe you've been hearing from Michael and you've been thinking, look. I'm pretty scared of what this is, but uh, there's something about what Michael just said, that this Jesus gives hope and calm, and, and Michael does sound different. That's what he, he talked about. If you'd like to understand more about Jesus, uh, like to understand and ask some questions, would you call our care line? Uh, they're there for you right now, 95832273. Are there to just answer some of your questions, just uh, hear your thoughts. Um, they're not going to pressure you into anything, but just to be with you, 9583 care if you use the letter pad on your phone, 95832273. Um, Michael, uh, I, I suppose just as we wrap up in the final moments uh, now, is there something that um, you are approaching life differently because of this? We often hear of people who have faced, you know, uh, those near-death experiences that, that life is is different. They, they look at things differently. Is there, there are things for you that you're looking at life in a different way now? Um, you know, um I've, I've uh, never been through anything like this. And so um, I, I believe uh, that there is a God. Um, but because of what I've been through, I know there is a God. I've experienced him. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and, and so I just want, I want to tell people about him, how he gives, how he gives calm, calmness, how he gives peace, how he's, he's good and he's faithful. Yeah. Well, you're doing just that. Michael, it has been a privilege hearing your story. And, you know, we often hear of uh, the stats and the figures of what's occurring and, and, and those who are, have gone through this and, and those who have had to face death in family. Uh, you've had to go through it. You've had to face that as well. This is such a, a virus that's not just out there in numbers. This is something that is real to you. And we thank you for your encouragement to uh, push into God through this time and at the same mm. point to share your story. Thank you for your time tonight. We appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Michael Rojales is my guest here on In Community Conversation, a, a truly remarkable, remarkable man and his uh, story. That care line number again, 9583 9583 care if you use the letter pen.